You are listening to the Wool Academy podcast. This is episode number 63. Hello and welcome. My name is Elizabeth Van Delden and once a week we talk to an industry expert from the wool industry supply chain from farm to fashion and beyond, delivering strategies and insights to be successful in wool and showcasing those beautiful stories wool has to tell. Today's guest is Kurt Haselwander. He is the CEO of the Schöller Spinning Group based in Bregenz in Austria. Kurt will tell us all about the fascinating world of Schöller yarns today. Welcome Kurt. I look forward to talking to you today. How are you? Hello Lisa. Thank you. I'm fine. How are you? Awesome. Hello together. Yes. <laughs> well, I know you're very busy. So why don't we just start with our first question and just Get us started by telling us about yourself and the work that you do today. Okay, so my history goes back to the year 1986 uh, when I started to work at Scholler. Um, and so that means more than 31 years now working in the company Scholler and for the company Scholler. Um, and of course, I have a longer tradition. My father already worked in the company, my grandfather, so. Uh, I am the third generation now with more than 120 years experience at Schöller and uh, and today or since um, um, by more than 15 years I'm CEO of the company and since uh, 10, year, 10 years also um, owner of uh, Schöller Spinning Group. Wow, that's an impressive history within a company. And I, and I think your daughter also works at Shella, so you're co the legacy is continuing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, and please introduce a little bit your company, Shella Wool, and talk about the different products that you are spinning. Mm -hmm. So the uh, Shella Wool company, which is called correctly Shella Spinning Wool, um, so it has a very old uh, uh, company from tra tradition, um, and uh, today uh, we are um, working or having a lot of different products in our program. That means uh, uh, we are very diversified um, from uh, normal flat knitting yarn, means fashion, up to uh, technical yarns, uh, functional yarns. Um, travel text yarn, which means uh, yarns for the automotive industry, for planes, for trains, bus, and so on, um, and um, also a part of hand knitting yarn. So the whole range um, um, in, our, in our program means we are very diversified uh, in our products. So not all yarns are made of wool. So you also diversified away from this, is a, mm, this is a very important issue that uh, uh, the main raw materials from made from from wool but of course also blends um, wool in combination with with uh, technical fibers or wool in combination with uh, polyamide polyacryl and so on and also polypropylene but uh, very important always to have uh, a big part of wool inside the yarn Yes, <laughs> you stay true to the origin, yes. And tell us a little bit um, about the history of Schöller Wool. How did the company well, start? Um, it's a very long history. Schöller Wool was founded in 1849, so more than 170 years. Meanwhile, it was founded in, former, in, in Breslau uh, from, uh, by Leopold 
Schöller. Um, and um, after that, they uh, built some or had some other production sites in uh, Switzerland, in Zurich, in uh, Germany, uh, Eidorf, um, also in Austria, here in Bregenz, Haben, and so on. So um, they started to, to conquer Europe, uh, let me say, uh, with their spinning yarn, and, and uh, it's coming more or less from the hand knitting. Uh, but after a while, it, they also started to produce the, what we call industrial yarn. Uh, so um, it was a very big company uh, compared to our size now. In, in these days, um, I think they were working more than 5,000 people uh, in this Schiller group. Um, and of course, um, it changed after the years. But um, it was very important to have uh, a lot of production sites at that time. And nowadays, um, we know that sadly there aren't that many spinning companies left in Europe. Um, what sort of changes did your company need to make over the time to stay a relevant player in the industry? Of course, it was a very hard time to be open. Um, so it started more or less in the, in the late 80s. Um, um, there were lots of changes because a lot of our customers... Uh, closed their production because of it was, it was the competition about the price. A uh, lot of knitters or garments were uh, changed to, to uh, production to China and so on. So uh, it was a very difficult time. Um, and uh, we had to find a solution uh, to survive. And uh, that means uh, we started uh, to, to change from, let's say, big quantities, volume, commodity, Uh, to be very special. This is, uh, let's say, our strategy. We started to do the last 10 years, changing the last 10 years, uh, means um, uh, we get rid of uh, all these cheap yarns and very price-wise orientated yarns up to very special things. To be unique was our philosophy uh, and also uh, to work more in terms of sustainability, uh, all these things which are very important now in our days. Uh, but we already started this process a lot of years ago, and it was very, very good to do it in that way. I think otherwise, uh, also we would not exist in these days because we had a long time of very, uh, let's say, uh, just losing money all the time because it was just a competitive uh, uh, fight in the market with, about the price and so on. And this was no chance for us. Uh, if you, you cannot compare with production in China or other countries, so we had to find another solution and uh, it worked, obviously. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that sounds like a great success story. And what would you say are your biggest challenges that you face today? Um, <clears throat> the biggest challenge is marketing uh, and to tell our customers that it's, uh, um, we are not always just speaking about the price, We have to speak about the performance uh, the, of the yarn and so on, um, and that it's good to to use uh, these garments because we're innovative, we are sustainable and so on. And of course, uh, you're always faced with uh, the question of the price, and this is uh, not an issue. We are really competitive. This is clear. Uh, but if you want to to buy or to sell uh huge quantities you also have to, to speak about price and this is let's say at the moment uh, the biggest uh, challenge we have um and uh, to bring uh, the knowledge of wool of performance of all these things uh, to the to the customer 
this is also one thing we are working very hard on it and, and uh, I think very important to, to sell these special products. Okay, that, yeah, that I guess is a challenge of a lot of companies, but thanks for sharing that um, in such detail. And when, like you earlier said, you already then specialized in, in more unique um, yarns. And I guess that's also in the area of technical textiles. Can you talk a little bit where can we find these technical yarns? Of course, you can find our, what we call uh, technical yarns in different areas. Um, um, everything that has to do with protection, uh, used for firefighters or uh, gloves and so on. Um, but uh, let's say the most important things are, for example, we are producing one of the two uh, PBI um, fiber produce, yarn producers in the world. Uh, you know, this PBI fiber is a very high performance in terms of uh, fire resistance, and so they're the highest performance in terms of fire resistance. And uh, uh, there are just two spinners worldwide who allowed to to uh, produce this yarn. We are one of them. Um, and so, um, if you this, uh, can see um, this very special firefighters, they are wearing this suit. But uh, also, a lot of there's a lot of other other things. Uh, um, everything that has to do with, with army, with police, uh, uh, everything has to do with protection. Uh, there you can find these special technical yarns. And I think. Um, you also have a y your yarn in some airplanes, is that true? Of course, uh, but this is, um, then we uh, speak about uh, the, what we say, travel text yarns. Um, because uh, these are these yarns that are used uh, for, for airplanes. Um, if you have the chance to fly in the business class with Air Emirates or uh, uh, Cathay or uh, these this, uh, airlines, uh, 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 there's a big chance that you sit on Schöller yarn. This is very important. Um, and these yarns mostly uh, uh, nearly 100% wool or blends, uh, 80, 20, 90, 10%, uh, 90% wool um, because of the performance of the uh, flame uh, retardant, fire resistance and so on. And of course, also because of the comfort in these places. Um, we all know of the properties of wool, so uh, that's the reason why they are using this um, woolen yarns instead of leather or the other things and so on. This is uh, very important for us, and of course, there yeah, you can find, but even also, of course, also in, in, in some cars or in the uh, electro car, uh, this uh, special BM, uh, BMW, um, they're also using a blend of uh, wool and polyester uh, in, in this electro car because of sustainability and all this uh, thinking. So, um, but this is the area of travel tech, what we call travel tech yarns. Okay, good. Yeah, sorry, I didn't know the mm -hmm. difference there. Mm -hmm. And what would you say is your most exciting yarn that you spin in your company? This is a very difficult question. For me, of course, a lot of these yarns very exciting. Uh, even th there is a lot of wool inside, and this is what we are looking to have always this, this uh, good feeling. So, of course, I'm really a fan of our um, uh, very special yarn, which used, we are using 100% 14.5 micron wool. That's very soft, very good hand. Um, and this is one yarn I really like. Uh, 
there and then in terms of uh, performance uh, it's our Kleimayan which is a blend of uh, wool and polypropylene um, uh, so you have the combination of uh, let's say good feeling and also this uh, climate regulation means uh, we do some sports or uh, if it's if it's warm uh, you always have a, a good climb on your body and this is because of the combination of wool and polypropylene so uh, if you speak about performance yarn this is a very exciting yarn uh, we are very successful with this yarn on the market um, and on the other side this very traditional uh, 100% wool yarns. Um, we have a very huge stock program, and this is what our customers like. And uh, yeah, that's um, yeah. But uh, really, uh, I could bring in a lot of samples when you when you're asking for for exciting yarns. <laughs> um, this is um, yeah, really. Uh, yeah. And of course, everything that has to do also with this uh, EXP treatment, this chlorine-free treatment. Uh, yeah. What what exactly is the EXP treatment? The EXP treatment um, is, um, let's say, um, you can compare it to the traditional superwash percocet treatment. Means you can uh, wash the wool in, in the machine 40 degrees and so on. Um, and uh, we were, but the problem with this uh, traditional percocet wool treatment is that you have to use this chlorine. Uh, and we a long time tried to find one recipe or one process to avoid. Uh, to use this uh, chlorine. So that's what we did. And uh, uh, a few years ago, uh, we um, had the idea and then uh, found this process. So now we are able to do this treatment with the same properties, same results as the Hercocet treatment, uh, um, um, just without using chlorine. And the second part is um, uh, we are not, uh, after, after this treatment, um, you also putting uh, normally this po uh, um, poly polymer on the on the wool, and this is covered like a, a coat. And we do it just uh, and we do some spots um, so that you here really have the the original wool character from everything. Um, and uh, this is the big difference to the, to the traditional Hercocet that uh, in with the EXP you have the result, you can wash it in the machine, and you still have 100% wool uh, with the wool character. And I think you were also awarded the Outdoor Industry Award for this process yes, in 2013. Yes, especially for this um, invention, we got the, the um, Outdoor Industry Award. Um, and uh, this is, um, yeah, what was, of course, we were very happy because uh, we were the first one uh, who did this special treatment until now. Um, there, of course, there are some maybe um, other uh, companies also trying to, to have this, uh, but not in the same, with the same process. That's, uh, uh, it's still a unique way of doing it uh, in that way. It's, very, it's a challenge. It's, not, uh, it's very, very difficult to do it. But of course, now we have a lot of years of experience um, and uh, really now we can, and our goal is to, to change um, more or less in the next two, three years up to 100% to this EXP treatment. Really to have zero AOX, to have zero chlorine um, in, in the water. Um, and uh, this is our, let's say, what we do to, to in our 
but con concerning to our uh, philosophy in terms of, uh, of um, sustainability, this is very important for us. Yeah, mm -hmm. okay, that, that that's a great goal to aim for because that certainly will get more and more important. And yeah, we just spoke of the Outdoor Industry Award. Um, and that brings me to the next question that you as a spinning company tend to be not at yarn fairs, you go to sport fairs mm -hmm. and Premier Vision in New York. Um, tell us a little bit about this strategy and how do you see benefits from engaging at these fairs? Well, uh, Lisa, you asked me at the beginning what is the big challenge um, uh, to survive in this in this business, and uh, of course, um, we uh, this question we were faced with these questions of lots of years ago. So we said, okay, uh, we want to be unique. Um, we want we have to tell the customers um, what is possible, uh, because our experience was uh, in in many times they didn't know what what is possible, what is available. So we had to find to go new for new ways of marketing. That means uh, one example was well, one thing is we started to produce one car to show what is possible to, to bring into the car. The reason is um, if you show a car at the exhibition, for example, at this uh, um, Genf uh, automobile salon or um, and so on, um, you kept You, you have the possibility to get in contact, which is nearly impossible as a, a simple spinner. But now we found a direct way, and now we can tell them, okay, uh, use this yarn, and you have this performance, do this and this and so on, to, to bring them straight the ideas. And the same, uh, the same way we are doing with, because we are going to this outdoor fairs, to ISPO or in Friedrichshafen and so on, uh, we want to show customers uh, what is possible. We want to give them ideas. We want to help them. Uh, we want to just to show a, a yarn cone. It's, it's uh, very simple. Much better to, to show them our sweaters or uh, underwear or uh, some, some special technical things and so on. Then this is very helpful and much more helpful than just to show some yarns. This was the idea behind. And I can tell you, this helped us very much to bring our ideas Uh, into the market to push it, um, and uh, that's the reason we are also proceeding in that way. You know, this is uh, yeah. This was the reason why we went, and we're still going to this fair. So. Yeah, and now you're not alone anymore. There are other spinning companies who have joined yeah, you as well. Always like this, <laughs> but, uh, at the end of the day, it's also helping because uh, uh, I think it's um, anyway. Of course, we speak about competition and so on, but. Uh, Thanks God, we still have competition, um, and otherwise it is a dead industry. And uh, this is very important for us. And uh, most important, always just to be uh, one step before the others. This is the most important thing. We are small, and sometimes uh, it's a fight, David against Goliath. Uh, but I think it makes it um, exciting, and, and, uh, and this is what I like in the business. <laughs> Great, yeah. You're a good sportsman then. Mm -hmm. And yeah, another question I wanted to ask you, I noticed that actually a lot of other companies working in wool also have their plants in Czech Republic. So I wanted to ask you if you could give us a little bit of a history why this is actually the case. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, uh, we started to have this uh, spinning mill in Czech Republic. It was more than, I mean, more than 20 years ago. 
Um, and of course, at that time, uh, we were driven by costs. We thought about production, productivity, about uh, uh, reduced costs and so on, uh, labor costs. Um, um, so we had to find a way to produce in other countries. Of course, we didn't want to go to China uh, and these places because uh, uh, we want to stay somewhere in Europe. So we were checking and we found in the Czech Republic uh, a few spinning mills um, because um, in the Czech Republic they have a long tradition also of textile tradition. Um, and uh, they have a good stuff, they have the know-how um, and especially in our area, it's very, very important to have people with, with, uh, uh, with the knowledge uh, how to do it. It's not uh, like uh, to produce some screws, um, you know, to, to produce a yarn, you need a lot of knowledge about uh, uh, the raw material, all these things and so on. Uh, and this is not easy to find, even uh, times changed uh, and uh, the textile business was a little bit, let's say, old-fashioned and uh, people don't want to work in it. Uh, so um, it's more and more uh, getting difficult to find people. But uh, uh, in the Czech Republic, we still found a lot um, of these uh, workers who you know, have this, they have the knowledge. Uh, and this was one of the most important reasons to go there. And of course, at that time, it was all the labor costs. Um, and, uh, but there is also a market. Um, and uh, I can tell you, we are really happy to, to that we did this uh, step to go to Czech Republic, um, and um, we still uh, still it was a good uh, it was a good decision to do it. So in the past, there was this big wool industry also in Czech Republic of which, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. And also some, yeah, as you mentioned, also um, other spinners or some of our competitors uh, went to Czech Republic because there were also these, these big companies with also with 5,000 people working with five, six production sites and so on. And of course, after communism and the 1990s, uh, it changed, they were splitted. Um, and uh, so people were there, uh, uh, the, the production sites were there. Of course, we had to do a lot. We had to invest a lot of money uh, to, to refurbish everything from the um, uh, bottom to the top and so on. But anyway, uh, it was worth to do it. And uh, I just can repeat, uh, it was a very good decision. <laughs> okay and but that brings me also to my next question you said there were a lot of labor people who were skilled to work in the production plants but in general a lot of european manufacturers struggle to find the right employees is there mm. something i mean i think you face similar problems also for your site in in austria how mm. can companies approach this issue Yeah, this is uh, really uh, one of the biggest challenges we have. Um, we always had, but of course, um, this is, uh, let's say, our our job uh, to find a way uh, to to get also new workers to get a lot of, of education. Um, we we teach them uh, in in all areas, um, in terms of quality, in terms of uh, uh, technology. Uh, but uh, also, of course, in terms of management, we had to do a lot and uh, to make it also interesting for them to work in our company, um, um, to have these social systems uh, uh, more than just, uh, the, let's say, the, the regular rules. Uh, but uh, you have to do a little bit more. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's not easy. 
but at the end of the day, it is possible to find people. Of course, um, it's also a question of the salary, and you're faced with a lot of other companies, um, meanwhile with the car industry, tech, um, chemical industry, paper industry, and so on. They're also in these in this, uh, countries now. But uh, yeah, this is uh, what we have to, to solve. It's getting more and more difficult, um, and also uh, more and more difficult to find, uh, let's say, good educated workers, especially in the textile area, because it is, for, of course, for, for, for young people, um, it seems to be from the image, a little bit old-fashioned industry, the textile industry, spinning and so on. Yeah. Of course, they'd like to go to, to the IT, um, some IT companies or something like this. Uh, but anyway, if they start to work, they see, oh, it's not so simple, it's not so easy, and it's very interesting to work there uh, because of the raw material and so on. So this is what we have to, let's say, uh, transfer to give them uh, this knowledge, this know-how, um, and then I think it's possible also to get workers. Even if it's, in, for example, here in Austria, it's nearly impossible. You speak, we have to work in a three-shift uh, and three shifts and, and people don't like it. They like more to work in the office. So, yeah, there are a lot of, uh, let's say, uh, things we have to do. Uh, but, um, yeah, this is our job to solve these problems. At yeah. the end of the so day. you have to become creative again as yeah. you have been before. Well, thank you, Kurt, so much for your time. Before we close, um, how can our listeners find out more with about your company? Where should they go? Yeah. Of course, we have also our website. It's um, www.schoeller-wool.com. And uh, of course, we are also in the Facebook on the Schoeller Spinning Group. So let's see, that's the easiest way to find us. And uh, on the other hand, call us, contact us. We are open uh, to speak. I'll visit you at the fairs. Yeah, mm -hmm. I'll make okay. sure to link to the website and the Facebook page um, on the show notes so that people can find you very easily and connect mm -hmm. with you. Thank you so much for your time and I wish you lots of success in the future. Thank you, Lisa, for the questions <laughs> and uh, yeah, have a nice time. Yes, you okay. too. Bye -bye. Thank you. Bye. Hopefully you enjoyed my discussion with Kurt Haselwander. If you want to find out more about Kurt and the Schöller Spinning Group, just head on over to the show notes over at elizabethvandelden.com forward slash 063. Once again, elizabethvandelden.com forward slash 063. One quick tip for you today. I have put together a wool calendar 2018 as a free download on my website. The wool calendar 2018 is a document that includes all relevant wool dates, fairs and events throughout the year 2018 as far as they are already available. This calendar can help you plan your 2018 and get you prepared for your social media activities as well as your travel well in advance. Download the calendar over at elizabethvandelden.com forward slash bool minus industry minus calendar minus 2018. That is indeed a complicated link, so here it is once again. Visit elizabethvandelden.com forward slash bool minus industry minus calendar minus 2018. But I will also make it available on the homepage of my website so that it's much easier to find. Thanks for listening. Talk to you next week and bye for now.